another episode of the Emmanuel Pastors Podcast. I'm Pastor Nathan. I'm Pastor Theo. And this is a chance to listen in on a conversation between us as we talk about uh, a different topic that's hopefully um, informative and interesting and also uh, relevant in some ways to our church and our current uh, times. So, um, Saturday was a, a work day at the meeting place. I was pretty, uh, pretty, pretty wiped out after. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Between sports night on Friday night, um, and then seven thirty to you know early afternoon on Saturday, and then preaching two services on Sunday. Yep. <laughs> so yep. My body is aching, but um, yeah, you were up there pretty high up in the rafters. Yeah, I was trying to. I yeah to to touch up some of the paint on the the top part of the wall. I had to kind of. I get on either a ladder or a rafter, and then I get on my tippy toes and and reach up with a brush Thanks to try to get that, everything. Um, Looks yeah. good. We're it sitting does. here right now, staring yeah. at it. Yeah, honestly, like, nah, it, it, I think it looks pretty great, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's spacious. It's opened up. We've got natural lighting for the first time, really. Yeah, it's coming together. It's pretty cool. Thanks to everybody who came out on Saturday, and then we're going to do it again this Saturday uh, and try and finish up some things, organize, move back in, touch up some paint, and it, it should be good to go for a while. When you know, Once you do a project, you realize, oh, now we need to do this and do this, and this is going to be actually you know, taking a lot of our time. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I guess that's what we want to talk about today is why... Why are we putting so much time and energy and money into a church building? Um, and if you know the story of this building, it's it's a pretty it's a long story. I mean, we've been working on it for you know a couple years now. Last summer was a lot of work, a new roof, um, a, lot, a lot of people putting sweat and sweat equity into this place. Um, and then before that was years of waiting <laughs> a lawsuit right um to, to be able to buy this building we had to to go into litigation which is actually still working its way through the courts um so why all the effort you know and if you look at like our church instagram page like a lot of it right now has to do with buildings and this is what's new at the building and are we too fixated on a building hmm. Is that a distraction? How, how should we think about buildings? Um, I mean, I think the Bible has a lot to a lot of different angles we can approach this from. Uh, I, I thought it was pretty uh, a nice moment of providence that, like, we were, uh, had, you know, reading through our Bible reading plan, and it's talking a lot about, you know, temples and uh, and. Um, I was the walls of Jerusalem. Yeah, the walls of Jerusalem, setting aside material. It's a lot of like measurements. <laughs> um, so, I think you know, thinking from like uh, just a, a history of, of redemption side, there at least was like a point in time where uh, buildings, place, and um, these sorts of things had a lot of uh, value and and um, 
you know the temple was was everything for yeah. the for the Old Testament. I love the the, the story in the end of Exodus where, where God gifts you know Bezalel and Ohaliab is that his name? I mean I'm mixing that up, but these people with giftings and yeah. artistry and yeah. architecture and yeah. uh, he stirred the hearts of the people to give generously to build this building project. But that's the Old Testament. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, something has changed. Yeah. What, how, how have things changed now? So I, I think a, a pretty key important passage in, in the New Testament to sort of frame our thoughts about this is, uh, is John chapter 4, where Jesus is talking to the Samaritan woman. And she's, you know, so Samaria has their own sort of religious practices in Israel, and the Jewish people have their own religious practices. So she's asking Jesus, you know, like, which one of us is right? Should we worship on this mountaintop, or should we worship in these in Jerusalem or in these synagogues? And Jesus says, you know, there's coming a time when, like, uh, place like that isn't going to matter so much as worshiping in spirit and in truth. Um, so there's obviously like a shift in in focus. I I don't think. Uh, you know, I don't think New Testament worship has as much of a heavy emphasis on like a particular location for us to right. do worship. There's no, there's no. Te- I mean, Jesus is the temple. Yeah. yeah, and he's the place where the final sacrifice for sins is made. He's the full presence of God. And now, mm-hmm. and now that he's ascended and sent the Spirit, now we individually and corporately are the temple. Yeah. So that so the idea, you know, that the church is a building or the church is not a building; it's a people. Yeah. Is uh, is is true? Yeah, and needs to be accounted for. Yeah. And so, yeah, like um, you know, there's a there's a lot of beautiful Catholic churches in our city that are now empty and being, you know, converted to other things or congregations that are combining, but they have a big problem because they actually sacralize or you know make sacred. They, mm. s- they have sacred space and mm. and. Uh, so now this space has to be go through like a ritual to be sort of decommissioned as uh-huh. a sacred place, and you take out certain things and um, in order for it to be used for other. And we don't have that mm-hmm. theology. Um, you know, there's not a sacrifice that's happening here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the sacrifice is made yep. and is at the right hand yep. of God. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, sacred space is different for a Protestant biblical understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, yet I, I saw this tweet uh, recently from somebody who said a church is not a building but a church is an assembly and you have to assemble somewhere to function as a church mm-hmm. so that gets us into the right I think mode of thinking theologically that the church is, is, uh, is a people that assembles and, uh, and so then where are we going to assemble yeah yeah <laughs> uh, Okay, let's think along those lines a little bit. Hmm. So we see kind of in the New Testament a lot of emphasis on people meeting in houses uh, for various different different reasons. Um, I don't think I don't think we can make a, a statement that this is necessarily like normative for the church or like prescriptive of, of what churches everywhere should do all the time that there's a lot of reasons for why they're meeting in houses like persecution they got kicked out of the synagogue and 
and, and different things like that. Yeah. Well, uh, the synagogue is an interesting sort of um, model yeah. of uh, a gathering of in a, in a place um, that in some ways the church plays off of. It's, it's not entirely the, yeah. s- it's the same, but yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, just some of those verses, I, I think of, uh, you know, um, Romans, end of Romans, there's those greetings. Um, he, he says, greet uh, Prisca and Aquila. Also the church in their house, right? Um, Colossians 4.15, give my greetings to the brothers at Laodicea and to Nympha and the church in her house. So a woman named Nympha, a church met in her house. Or Philemon chapter 2, um, to Philemon, our beloved fellow worker, and Aphia, our sister, and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and the church in your house. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there is a, a, a big, a lot of evidence, and I think there's others where uh, the believers, would they're trying to find a place to gather. Yeah. They're a, a, a persecuted minority um, in, this, in this setting, and, and a a um, logical place to meet would be in somebody's house yeah. and you do see some evidence that some of these early Christians actually were people of, of some some wealth and may have had really large houses with large spaces in them or you could have uh, some of the arche- archaeological evidence that I've, I've read and studies um, would say that at least 50 people could meet in some of these first century houses mm-hmm. and maybe there's some evidence that uh, it could be even even more you mm. know that the whole church could gather in somebody's house so it's not just don't think like a condo in the south loop yeah. where you could fit, fit maybe 12 people yeah. you know pre-covid days or whatever, yeah. you know but some some pretty large meeting spaces in, in these houses mm. um where else did people in the new testament meet um Jesus. Early Acts. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say like Jesus did a lot of his teaching outside. Yeah. Yeah. Which is something worth yeah thinking about a lot more these days. Meeting outside as much as possible. Mm-hmm. There's the you know the Sermon on the Mount and the place the time where he like yeah. went out into a boat yeah. on the on the lake and you got the gathering of uh, in Philippi of uh, down by the river. There's a gathering of people that Paul goes and that's where he meets Lydia, I believe. I'm also thinking in my head a big, you know, something I've always thought about in this regard is um, Paul in Ephesus, when he gets you know, kicked out of the synagogue, mm-hmm. he goes and he, they rent the hall of Tyrannus. Mm-hmm. This is uh, Acts chapter 19. Uh, that's that's starting to look a little more like, you know, how our church has been for a large part of our, our history is, you know, let's find places to rent. Let's mm-hmm. find a hall that we can use. Um, and uh, yeah so there's churches meeting in large homes in, that people owned in the body or renting space and it's interesting like you think of the building as a as a platform for the proclamation of the gospel it's a it's a it's a place from which to to gather and to to preach and to proclaim God's word so it's um, and that from that place, from an Ephesus, you know, the whole region hears the gospel. Mm-hmm. 
So it's it's strategic. You got to think about some of these things. You got to think like, okay, how are we gonna gather together? Where's that gonna be? Where's it gonna be in winter time? Um, because we need a place yep. to assemble and to preach the gospel, to um, you know herald the gospel, and from which to train and make disciples and send them back out into the into the world. Yeah. But there there needs to be these places where we can meet. Yeah. Um, so I think um you know I I think what we can say like with, with confidence serving the material is that uh church buildings aren't necessary for a church um but all things functioning properly seem like a logical conclusion for like what a church needs and what a church is supposed to be doing yeah. which is gathering together hearing the gospel preached and um singing and uh taking the lord's supper together um right um, i was going to mention solomon's colonnade in the early part of acts it seems like they were meeting kind of in a part of the temple yeah. large large gathers large gatherings there. yeah yeah um so yeah so you can have a church a church can be a real church that meets in somebody's house even yep. today yep. you could still do all the functions of church um, you could have plural elders you could have gathering and you know preaching sacraments mm-hmm. fellowship prayer singing um, but if you're also trying to be open to new people it's helpful to have a little extra space. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, uh, and so there's not a lot of houses in Chicago that are places where you could fit 50 to a hundred people, mm-hmm. which is kind of like what have our sweet spot of, as a, as a church where you haven't enough kind of, um, critical mass in order to, to do some of the other things that churches can do. Mm. Um, yeah, I think, um, you know, when I'm thinking about like counter arguments from other other um, you know lower established churches and less uh, less hierarchical churches, more more grassroots less institutional, maybe. yeah, more grassroots stuff. I think one of the arguments that that they would say like just sort of pushing back a little bit on on this like emphasis on buildings and and stuff is like you know is that is that a wise priority of resources yeah. given, you know, the, the large kingdom project that we have? Right. As, That's uh, a good question. Yeah. I wonder that too. Like, um, you know, we, we just dropped $125,000 into remodeling this building that could have, that could have supported maybe two staff people or could have sent them, sent missionaries, mm-hmm. you know, like it, there's always those questions. Yeah. Like, um, you know, is that the best use of your money? How right. many how many starving children could you have fed for yeah. that amount of money? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So how do you think through that? Um I don't I mean I don't have like like all the answers to some of those questions and and, and some of this I, I still kinda need to work out. I think I think John Piper had like a, a pretty good uh analogy anyways of, of how to think about money and resources and he, he talked about it as like um we should think of ourselves 
like where armies an army in battle um, and sometimes you need to use money to buy soldiers and stuff like that uh, but there are times you need to use a lot of money to buy a tank or like uh, to buy like a, a ship or, mm-hmm. or something like that right. um, and it, it, he, I, I don't know if he if this is the same place but he talks about like a wartime mentality yeah. with money and yeah. uh, not driving a a luxury cruise line ship but a a warship yeah that's equipped for that yeah um and so so yeah i mean i think there's sometimes people are extravagant with church buildings yeah and it's like this isn't necessary yeah you know um at the same time it just takes wisdom it takes a lot of wisdom and um trying to be a good steward of your money like is it is it is it wise to have a place that has squirrels in the ceiling um, rats crawling around where the kids are supposed to be eating Cheerios, learning about the Bible. You know, how, how, how nice is too nice? You know, should yeah. we feel guilty that this is too nice? I, I think we've done a pretty stripped down. We did, a, we did, a, we stripped down things. This is not lavish and extravagant. It's basic and it's simple. Mm-hmm. Trying to make a place that doesn't have any unnecessary obstacles to the gospel. Right. But not like that you're putting your hope in oh, that's a cool-looking building, hmm. and that that's going to draw people. And No, what draws people has got to be the the Word of God and the the love of the fellowship that that Word hmm. um, yeah. initiates. And and then the facility should just be a, a place to do that, mm-hmm. a place that's on, not... Um, you're not putting your hope in like, oh, we got if we build it, they will come. Hmm. If we build a beautiful... You know, kids' area that has like slides down three stories into a pit of balls. You know, then our kids' ministry is going to grow, and that's going to bring people, and we're going to sure. grow. Like that whole logic is whack, and yeah. we want to stay away from that. Yeah. At the same time, we want to be a, a place like, hey, my church. We gather every Sunday, and uh, I, I would, you know, why don't you come check it out? Yeah. So you can say that to your your next door neighbor. Yeah. And then you say, and then they come in, and, and it, they just get hit with like a you know aroma of mildew or um, they look at the you know they look at the front door and they're just like that's that's like a that's weird you know yeah. that's a scary place yeah. Yeah. that that is an unnecessary obstacle that keeps somebody from coming mm-hmm. in yeah. that you can try to um, alleviate so it's, it's it's balancing that like not yeah. being like over nice and overly uh, luxurious uh, but what's necessary to do the function to, to make a to build a platform from which to do what the church does yeah yeah i think i mean like from our perspective like taking that analogy and applying it to us like we like we're not investing in this building and the, the, as much money as we're putting into it like to just you know um like build a cool business or, or, or nothing like that but we are like i guess like a church building is like pretty heavy artillery for the gospel yeah. in our sense. Yeah. Like we're we're uh, we're investing in something that hopefully will help us to like f- reach out to right. our neighborhood yeah. and 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 tell people around us about Jesus here right. and and do it more effectively. Right. Um, and maximize it for the kingdom. We, yeah. we have. Uh, a church that meets here on Saturday nights, a church that meets here on Sunday nights. We meet here on Sunday mornings. There's um, pre-COVID and hopefully soon again a, a ministry to 
you know, um, ex-convicts uh, con- and, mm-hmm. and, car- and people coming out of incarceration yeah. on Tuesday nights. Yeah. Me- college ministry often needs a place to meet. Boom, yeah. we're here, you know. Yeah. Um, so to have a space that we just want to maximize for kingdom use and, and be creative and make it available and open for the community in different ways, like, that's cool. And especially now, I think, again, the strategic, like, we're just trying to be good stewards, mm-hmm. trying to be wise trying to think okay here's here's what we know from scripture that the church has to do here's what our mission is mm-hmm. now how do we do it yeah. scripture doesn't give ex, ex, you know um, excruciatingly painstaking detail on what that looks like that's mm-hmm. where we have to have wisdom and be good yep. stewards like okay god you've yep. given us this money how do we use it wisely yep. how do we make wise decisions with trust in you but also using our minds and trying to forecast where things are going and that's why we we made a, a um, a hard, humble decision to to try to put money and our resources at this time into getting a building because we were just looking at the lay of the land. This is our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. We want to be here long term. We don't want to be kind of if 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 possible. We don't want to be just kind of not thinking things through and get caught by surprise and sort of like pushed around and yeah. priced out. Yeah. Um, and, and be able to not be able to do our mission here mm-hmm. into this place that we've built relationship capital and we've loved and we're living. So we said, what do, what do we need? We need to really fix our our facility. We need, be, we need to be like planted and rooted and fixed so that we're not at the whim of like a principal at a mm-hmm. public school yeah. that wants us gone or right. a market that changes and now it's, yeah. it's like way too expensive. Yeah. So we wanted to just lock in and that's when we 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 scoured this neighborhood and mm-hmm. long story short landed on trying to buy this place because we couldn't find anything else that would fit um but we, we bought a place that could you know fit our our philosophy of ministry of kind of the max out at 150 80 percent of that skim off of that seed new church plants throughout the city mm-hmm. stay at a church that can be one service one congregation one group of pastors knows everybody. Everybody else knows everybody. All that stuff, mm-hmm. and, um, and 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 facility-wise, we were able to buy a place that we could uh, that we could again have to house at least two other churches in, right? So if you, if you think of two churches, three churches trying to rent a public school for a few hours on a Sunday, you could that could cost like four thousand dollars a month. Times three, that's twelve thousand dollars a month. Our monthly mortgage payment is under two thousand a month, mm-hmm. and we're going to pay it off in a total of twenty years. Yeah. We're trying to refinance that to fifteen right now. We're at eighteen left, so in eighteen years, we have no mortgage payment, right? Like, so just trying to think forward, think as a good steward, what makes mm-hmm. the most sense? And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and also with COVID coming up now, like, yeah. like wow, what yeah. a great strategic move that yeah. was because a lot of churches that are renting public schools or other spaces aren't allowed to be in there mm-hmm. right now. This yeah. gives us much more flexibility. Yeah. Um, so. so we praise God for that option, but we always want to keep our priorities right and right. never become, you know, fixated on our building. Yeah. Have you ever seen that happen with a church? Uh, like a, a dead church that's yeah. kind of holding on to a property and a, an idea of the church as a building that kind of distracts them from their mission. Sure. Well, I, I mean, again, like it's, it's, I think, uh, it, it's, it's the difference. I think like, I think churches that do that, like 
bring this full circle like forget that ultimately the church is an assembly of body of believers that's the main thing and that's the main thing we need to invest right. in and right. and focus on and, and do our our work in right. um right and insofar as a building is uh, beneficial to doing that work of assembling and and meeting and and, and, and all those things that a church needs to do right it's great right uh, but insofar as it it kind of like becomes the priority of the building and stuff like that right to the have you seen that assembly. before uh i i mean i, I don't i don't want to prejudge some churches there's some churches that i kind of like suspect you know like i maybe maybe you don't need to use your money like this yeah. for these things but it becomes kind of an yeah. idol of a this building is what means so much to me and this when i think of the church i think of this and, mm -hmm. and then people can start thinking like the way i like we want to make sure that people aren't thinking that we just want you to come on a saturday and help us paint this church because we want to keep this building you know fix this building up and make this building nice like the real way that you actually work on the church the real way that you actually build the church is not through, you know, painting and mm. cleaning up a, a building. It's through discipleship relationships. Yeah. It's yeah. like let's let's get together and let's talk about how work's going, marriage mm. is going, parenting is going. Sure. Let's read the book of the Bible together. Let's yeah. read another book. Together. Let's pray together. Let's hold each other accountable. Let's ask each other hard questions about your heart. Mm. If that's what we want everybody to be doing, yeah. um, to build up the church. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was cool is that. On Saturday, I heard some of those conversations happening while people were painting. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, and so hey, there's there's a chance where we can kind of come together and do something. Hopefully, it doesn't dominate all of our church life. Um, kind of a, I think there was a, a season last summer and a kind of a season this summer, and hopefully we can t catch our breath and keep doing the other stuff we do yeah. throughout the winter. Yeah. And there'll be, but there may be those seasons where we do those things. We just got to keep the perspective in mind that while we're doing them we can be building relationships yep. Yep. and we're doing this to have a place that where we can keep gathering and worshiping yeah. throughout the winter yeah. <laughs> as the this uh, the, the weather has started to change yep. already yep. we're going to keep meeting outside as one assembly in one service as we much as we can this weekend's looking good hmm. but pretty soon we know january february we're going to need a place inside and and when we're spending a few Saturdays right now trying to fix this place up and get it ready for that, it's for the purpose of continuing to have a platform within which to glorify God, love each other, mm -hmm. preach the word, assemble at the the uh, the preview of heaven around this the Lord's table and all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I think I think we've done it like one thing we've we've done pretty well and like uh we've seen uh, like one thing like this this pandemic has has like shown me anyways is like i think our church does a pretty decent job like focusing on the main things of like the the body as a whole mm -hmm. and 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 like it's Yeah, you know, it, we can meet outside. We we can meet in in parks, and as long as we're together worshiping the Lord, we're, we're good. Um, so, 
Yeah. Yeah. But, like, if we have something to keep the rain off, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, in a place that minimizes distractions. Yeah. Um, that where the focus can be on the word. So it's not like this is a... People come because this is like, whoa, amazing, sacred architecture. I don't mm-hmm. really believe in Jesus, but I love the stained glass windows and flying buttresses and whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, praise God for beauty. Yeah. You know, yeah. beauty is okay and architecture is okay. But, you know, there's a the Puritan and kind of um, more austere sort of meeting houses. It's not necessarily a beautiful place with icons all around or it's a place for the preaching of God's word. Hmm. And I think that's what this square box at 1443 West Roosevelt kind of is. It's, it's, um, it's a place where the word is central. We're not doing stage design every week and a light show. And it's just a, it's a pretty simple place that looks cleaner and better each, you know, little Mm -hmm. by little. Um, a place we're trying to take care of but um, yeah it's a place for it's a platform that's what it is that's why we don't call it the church I try to correct my kids we're not you know working on the church we're working on the meeting place which was kind of our term that we coined when we first got our own we started renting a place 24-7 you know two blocks directly north on Taylor Street that we called we said we're going to call this we don't want to call it the church it's the meeting place and so this is the meeting place. It's where Emmanuel Baptist Church meets, and your West Vineyard Church meets, Transformation City Church meets, and uh, it's open for any any gospel ministry that needs to happen. To happen. Yep. Anything else we didn't cover? Any other questions? Potential pitfalls, objections. I don't think so. I think I think we're good. Good conversation. Yeah. Helpful. Yeah. All right. Cool. We'll uh, we'll see you Saturday as we have another work day, and mm-hmm. Sunday we'll either meet inside or outside. Yep. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.